Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This week on Thinker Girl, the podcast. Tara Moss joins us on Thinker Girl, the podcast. Freedom of speech, democracy, and how that relates to online spaces and the rise in the abuse of women online. The Thinker Girls. Hello. 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 Hi. The Thinker Girls. Thanks for joining our show. Hello. Hello. Hey, guys. Hi. Hello. Oh, hi, girls. The Thinker Girls, all the thoughts you're thinking but not saying. You're listening to Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girl, Stacey June. And Christy Mercer. Welcome. We are glad to be chatting with you again. It's kind of nice. We can just sit back and take a load off. Oh, it is very lovely. Glad for you to be here. Thethinkergirls.com.au is where you can find all our other episodes, our videos, and of course, all the things that we do uh, on a week to, or daily basis mm-hmm. on our um, show on KISS. So thanks for joining us. It's a really big episode oh, this week. Yeah, uh, we are joined by Tara Moss, who we will get to very soon, but we will touch base just on how we are. Where, I mean, where's your head at? What's going on in there? I've just had the best week. I just feel so positive. Uh-huh. I don't know. Um, I think it was, I don't know, when when we had the break of two weeks uh-huh. and I just had this huge realisation that even just the smallest things were pissing me off yeah. and making me negative and I don't know, it was just in a, a weird kind of headspace a couple of weeks back that I realised had been going on since, I don't know, since almost the beginning of it's the year. It's funny how it catches you out. It really catches me and I think it can be confronting to make that realisation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling good. What about you? Yeah, I feel really clear. Mm. I kind of came back and I've been meditating on this a little bit and a thing that came up in meditation for me was about decisiveness mm. because I'm a, I'm an overthinker mm. and that's something that is a part of who I am and it does fuel a bit of my anxiety. So I just had this real clarity about, okay, well, there's there are some things that you can make some decisions on. You mm-hmm. don't – I've learned the patience thing that I needed to learn. Like I felt like over the last 12 to maybe 18 months, patience was my big key message. Yeah. And I feel like I learned that message and I'm able to activate that more naturally into my life. The next thing for me now is don't like don't be too patient. Also act and, and mm. kind of move back on and, and make some decisions. So that's been good too. To claim back a little bit of control when you feel like in yeah. a situation you're a bit out of control. Or just or just overthinking it yeah. before I yeah. make a move. Mm. You know, trust yourself enough to know that you are equipped with enough knowledge to make moves maybe a little bit quicker than I have been. Mm, mm, But this particular guest is an author, journalist, a presenter, a human rights advocate. The way that she puts some of the points that she gets across in media is so eloquent. It's just there is no one like her uh, in our space and we can't wait to hone in. So, you know, with further ado, Tara (laughs) Moss joins us on Thinking Girl, the podcast. Hello. It's so lovely to speak to you both again. Hello, Tara. Hello. We do say again because we have been lucky 
enough to have a bit of a, a chit chat on our uh, on our radio show across the Kiss Network, but which blew out to about three breaks, I think, in yeah. the end, <laughs> because we just didn't want to stop talking. Um, Tara underscore Moss is where you can find her on Twitter, Tara Moss author on Facebook, or Tara Moss author on Instagram. But Tara, our show is about kind of talking thoughts we're thinking but not saying, getting something mm. off our mind. Um, and so before we we go in, we'll give a bit of a contents to everyone of what they can mm-hmm. expect for the next um, next little bit of time. Tara, what's on what's on your mind? Do you want to give us a bit of a headline? Yeah, look, at the moment I'm really thinking about democracy, freedom of speech, and where freedom of speech falls across the line into actually impacting other people in a way that impinges on their freedom of speech or freedom to feel safe. And your latest and book is a, it's, there's a lot a on lot this about speaking that. out. There's and a lot of discussion yeah. of that in speaking mm-hmm. out. Um, there's a big big section on online safety and also on what I call on social social media. Mm-hmm. Um, having said <laughs> that, I love social media. I use it often, but it can be sometimes a nasty place as well. But just lately I've been really churning over in my mind the uh, the trouble of using a term like free speech really broadly, saying all speech is free speech, when I see people like, for example, Leslie Jones, uh, the actress from uh, Ghostbusters, being bullied off of Twitter uh, because of some really horrific ongoing racial abuse, I just kind of think, how's free speech going for us? Yeah, yeah, it's I a good so check-in. My head's at it. Okay, I think we'll get stuck into that first. first totally. But as a quick headline, young mate, what are you thinking? Um, I want to talk about something that I, I actually heard on Michelle Laurie's podcast. And she was talking to What's an all um, the nitty gritty committee. Yep, that's right. Yep. Um, it was such a fascinating <laughs> podcast. One of those ones that I was like, oh my god, I want to like not get out of the car and continue to listen to this author that she was speaking with. Um, and he he brought up the point and and a book that he's written about how romanticism is super dangerous to relationships and to love. Right. Yeah. Mm. All right. That's that's a good one. Mm. What? It's the Disney thing, yeah. which we've spoken about a lot on the show. Yeah. Disney I, has a lot to answer yeah, for. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah, oh, a, damn you, Walt. It's a tricky yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, Walt, he's, he's frozen somewhere, isn't he? It's Probably so cryogenically, yeah. No, but he, yeah, he yeah, is. He, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if he really will ever come back. Is it even okay, if anyone's going to come a, back? It's going to be him, I reckon. Cyber, but he's going to have to answer a lot of questions <laughs> yeah, when he does will. come back. If he does, hey, dude, you fucked up the woman's brain. Uh, <laughs> could you just let us know what you're thinking now because we need to move forward? Um, I want to talk about getting back into your body when it comes to sex. Mm, I like um, that. Or maybe you weren't even in it to begin with mm. because there's a really interesting um, woman that I'm kind of working with at the moment. Uh, you know, I, I got through therapy, worked out through the bigger issues, and now I'm like, all right, I'm going to get into the nitty-gritty. The as fun Michelle stuff, said. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I just found, yeah, that I wanted to ca- reclaim my orgasm pretty Love much. It. Yeah, and, I, it. and I needed needed some help with that, so I want to share that That sounds with way funner than therapy. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, it's but the homework. But what you'll find is is that a lot of it starts with therapy so linked, stuff. Yeah, yeah it isn't yeah. just straight away go and you know get the toys mm. and go off. Like, mm. doesn't really work like that, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but Tara, let's start with you. Sure. Yeah. Well, well, as I said, it's where my head's at at the moment. Really, turning over in my mind where you know where are the lines between free speech and hate speech. How free is free speech if it's actually impinging on other people's either free speech or, or ability to participate in public life, ability to feel safe, 
you know, th- these are really pressing issues. At the moment, I'm reading a book um, which it hasn't come out yet. I've got an advanced copy. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yes, It's by Dr. Emma Jane, who's an Australian academic, and it's called Misogyny Online, A Short and Brutish History. Mm. And what I'm reading so far really... Uh, fits very much uh, with my own anecdotal experiences online and also a lot of the um, things I've been hearing from other people online, mm-hmm. uh, particularly women and girls or people who are um, homosexual and who are out online or people who are otherwise from groups that are not dominant. So maybe they're not white, maybe they're you know disabled or there's some other issue that specifically makes them a target online Mm -hmm. and we're finding that people who are online who are not part of that dominant demographic so they're not white or they're not male will tend to have their not whiteness (laughs) their (laughs) non-maleness be the focus of the way that they're targeted it's like uh, another. Abuse. It's like another mini war, mm. really. In a, in a mm. real, without trying to jump to some dramatic, I suppose, word, mm. we really are fight. Like there is a real issue here that because it's not country to country, mm. no one's kind of claiming that mm. it's their war. Mm. So yeah. it's going. It's going on. Not untouched because obviously people like yourself are discussing it, but mm. but there doesn't feel like there's any kind of formality behind how we're going to figure this out. Well, there's so much yeah. stuff that goes on, and as you say, lots of it is being said, and more and more recently, which is brilliant. But so many people would, you know, potentially still feel alone in that battle. You yeah, know what I mean? With do. other people or not share Even potentially discussions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can still feel singled followed, out. I'm oh, sorry to interrupt. I don't know if you followed any of the um, tweets. That Lisa, uh, that um, sorry, that Leslie Jones was retweeting over the last few days since Ghostbusters came out, but she started retweeting some of the hate that she was getting, mm. and it was really horrible racial abuse, like uh, appalling stuff, um, and you could see her also expressing herself online. I guess in a way it's good she was able to kind of be transparent about how it was making her feel. But ultimately, um, she said, I've got to, I've got to leave this space mm-hmm. with a sad heart, all because I made a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm in a movie. I'm a black woman in a movie, and that's my crime. And the truth, yeah, the truth of it is more me- know, it's so me- makes it so much more messed up. And isn't that horrible? Isn't yeah. that horrific? And I, and I just think, okay, here's a high-profile person. Here's a person with you know, more power than most in the sense that she's at least a, a public person with a voice. We're seeing what's happening. What happens to all the people, that, you know, who are having this take place and we're not seeing it happen? Mm. They don't have a public voice at all. And that really disturbs me. And it makes me think about democracy and freedom of speech and really how are we doing with that exactly? Well, so, how Tara, democratic is this when people are going to be bullied out of public spaces? Well, where is where is the line? I mean, if there if there even is one, where it where it changes from freedom of speech, and I suppose this guise that people use, um, and, and potentially even an excuse for bullying or exclusion, mm. or um, you know, for racial abuse. Well, I think it's that same thing with um, sexual abuse. Is you know how we often talk about how two men can say a very similar thing, but one makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. One doesn't. Mm, yeah. I guess it's really hard to detect, and it's about when it's online. Well, yeah, as yeah. well as that. Like, yeah. it, there's a feeling where mm. you know that they've gone too far for you, and mm. I think it's often decency and respect for others is yeah. just that that you know uni- well should be that universal understanding. 
But because we do then go, well, it's freedom of speech just because I don't agree mm. with you or that's not the way I speak, mm. you can't be offended. Yeah. I, I suppose it is really hard to gauge because everybody does have their own boundaries at mm-hmm. different spaces yeah. and different mm-hmm. levels, yeah, which we don't makes want it very to complex. Kind of have the state intervene in a, a level of censorship that's problematic. But at the same time, we do have laws against certain forms of threats and abuse. And yet even when it's very clearly that people are being violently threatened online, sometimes in orchestrated campaigns, like groups of very disturbed individuals will attack an individual person. Even in those circumstances, we often see that nothing comes of it. It's documented digitally, so there's evidence. We know that this breaks the, the laws of the countries of the people who are participating in this. And yet there's no legal ramifications Mm -hmm. for those people and that really troubles me and it's something I'm reading about in this book like some of the extreme examples and sorry that I have to use language that I do but for example um, Anita Sarkeesian you might know her from her uh, feminist frequency um, video blog Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she did some really interesting videos on sexism in gaming and this made her a target of a target of gamer oh yeah i saw this i saw this online yeah yeah they're they're in they're insane like in terms of they go like because there are a lot of them are online yeah all the time yeah yeah. without any um real photos or real kind of connection with who they actually are it's just absolutely like some revolting stuff like in in a period of just um, like a couple of weeks, she logged more than a hundred screenshots of abusive comments. Sorry, just over two hours. Sorry, a hundred screenshots wow. of abusive comments over two hours, wow. with the latter representing only a fraction of the harassment she received. And she, during this time, vicious mob attacks on women dubbed uh, this is under the Gamergate hashtag went towards other people as well, the various sort of game developers and so on. Um, Zoe Quinn accumulated 16 gigabytes of abuse. It's and just mind blowing. That's a woman. like how relentless what, maybe that is. Eight, mo- eight or ten. That's movies. Like, just yeah. to give you an idea that's of so messed yeah. up. what that is. Yeah, it's that's... yeah. This is British Labour MP Jess Phillips, who was you know publicly discussion, discussing this issue of misogyny in gaming and online, and she reported receiving more than five thousand Twitter notifications of people discussing whether or not they would sexually assault her. Oh, that's fun. that's actually just so messed up. So yeah. when you look at that, that's what you know. It's disturbing to talk about, but we kind of we need, need to discuss actually how extreme this has become, and how, what kind of impacts that has on democracy, our culture, who gets to have a voice, and also how that in, impacts the individual. I mean. How can you get so many people together who are happy to abuse people in this way? It's funny oh, as well because the so word disturbing. the word silence comes up because mm, that's essentially yeah. where everybody ends up going and yeah. that's where we know that mm. ab- like all different types of abuse ends in the worst way is mm. that yes. you know women with domestic abuse are, are being silenced or you know even little kids that are being abused mm. at home mm. in a way mm. that parents don't realize they're doing they're being silenced you know yep. and this is another form of this but I think the scary thing is, like I said before, you kind of, okay, well, parents are accountable or we've, you know, there's obviously men or, you know, different situations at home and governments have kind of been mm. able to take on board with that. But online, it it feels like it just, it's, it's going a, it's through a, a sifter. Anonymous. Like, yeah, yeah. How do you ever, yeah. who's claiming it and how do you ever come on top of it without, like you said, it being a complete censorship wipe mm. where we're, mm. you know, not in a democracy anymore, not allowed to, to discuss things. Well, it's interesting to me because we do actually have laws, like in Australia, for example, um, threatening someone with physical violence. 
is as illegal on online spaces as it is in the physical world. Yeah, so it should but be. Even yeah. though, so we actually have like a, a legal framework, um, but there's been very few prosecutions. Mm. To set that We're precedent, to yeah. We're that change, yeah. but, you know, again, it's like bringing together the online world and our physical world and realising they're all part of people, people's real worlds. Do you, th- do you think, Tara, and from your readings, do you think mm. that there is um, more abuse and, the, and more antisocial behaviour and more bullying going on, or is it just that people have an ease and an ability and, um, and, and an ease of being anonymous mm. that makes it more present? Like, are we actually getting worse as a society or are we just seeing uh, it more? Well, the last question I can answer, are we worse as a society? I don't actually know. But in terms of what we can document, we do know that last year has been recorded as the angriest year so far online. We'll see how 2016 goes, but 2015 was that they've actually done a study on it. So the amount of abuse that is documented as having taken place online was the highest level that has been seen before, ever. Uh, And let's just break this down. Anger is such a wasted emotion. It really is. It's like the the emotion of, like, I think the only thing that it allows you to do is transition to a next spot. I think it's a good driver sometimes. But apart from that, if it's not being used to take a step forward then it's it's just such a waste mm, for everybody. Yeah. I just, and you, uh, yeah. And the, cult, and the culture of hate, if that's built in particular areas, particularly on online spaces, if we're building cultures of hate where we're seeing hate being layered upon hate and you're seeing also people going, okay, this is normalizing abusive language, normalizing this sort of stuff. This is how we participate in public spaces mm. is using this sort of, hateful, abusive language. Well, that's sort of something we're learning from, isn't it? It's actually creating a, um, a new extension of our culture, which mm. is very, you Scary. know, Which is more damaging, damaging than the, the individual instances and themselves. The, there's no that's normality right. as well. Yeah. There's no, fl- like yeah. the flip side, it's like, you know, hashtag blessed, you know, I live this kind of fake, perfect life, yeah. which leads <laughs> us into your topic, yeah. see. Um, or it's hate. Like, it, yeah. you know, it's really hard. No one's doing the middle mark. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Which is yeah. actual, like real yeah. life. Mm. Uh, and which, being nice. Which is why we try yeah. our very hardest yeah. on the show to even show everything, our flaws yeah. and our wins. But yeah. um, Philip has gone off, Christy. Yes. And this does, that Philip kind of takes. I heard Philip having, <laughs> a, you know, he's quacking away. He's trying, to get, he's trying to get his beak in. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Shut up, guys. <laughs> Missed anything from the Thinker Girls this week? Shame on you. <laughs> Jokes. Hit up thinkergirl.com.au.
I was joking, seriously. But it does lead in nicely. It because does. Because there is that kind of also that rosy picture on the other flip side yeah. of hate that can be just as dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. I was listening to a podcast as I was driving in to work today. Um, Michelle Laurie um, spoke on her podcast to this author, Alain Dubouton, his name mm. is, and he's written this book called How to Love. And I'm already... Um, I've already ordered already it. I've already, it yeah. I've already ordered it online because I was like, <laughs> this fucking guy, what an, just what an absolute insight. And so many of his um, takes on love and romanticism were just so different. I'd never, ever heard anybody think that way or, or approach this subject mm. in this way. And, and overall, um, a big theme of this book and that he spoke about on this podcast and he does in lots of TED Talks and online, um, I've got to continue to do a bit of stalking as we finish this. But yeah. <laughs> um, one of the points that I, I wrote down in my notes straight away as soon as I got here was a point that at the start of the podcast he said, romanticism is so dangerous for relationships mm. And so dangerous for love. Remember Rachel Hills joined us, um, the author that wrote Sex Myths, because she, she writes a lot about this as well. Mm. Um, but going into a little bit more mm. of that sexual relationship yeah. of how that plays out from obviously these points and how damaging it can be. Oh, man, I I, I absolutely needed to retrain. Yeah. I did a yeah. proper retrain process. Yeah, that's... That's, I still am, I think, yeah. like untuning to what we were told in Disney. And basically, this is what this guy, Alarm, was saying, that it goes back way further than Disney, that romanticism is something that essentially writers and authors came up with this theme in the yeah, 1800s. Right. Yeah, that's that, right. that Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that through through their stories and through these tales of long balmy afternoons and this um, ideal that you find your one perfect soulmate and then um, that there will be this over overwhelming feeling that overcomes you and your whole life's journey is to find this one person that will make a kind of everything okay and you'll have that special feeling and then you'll never be lonely again that everything will be perfect this person there will be no secrets because they will know exactly who you are what you're about without even having to ask um, and that it's that's so big and so I suppose widely documented in you know in TV shows and in movies and through Disney and through through these ideals I suppose that we grow it's been up. Very common in storytelling since yes. that time. And one of the more disturbing aspects of it, though, is that on the outside it seems very rosy, but often those stories are tragic stories. Mm. They're about you know the perfect love, the perfect connection and romance that can't be for whatever reason. And it's Romeo and Juliet, yeah. or it's any other number of kind of, you know, the star-crossed lovers. This is how we create tension as writers is to have yeah. the, you know, perfect match, but they can't be together. And that's such a common theme in um, a lot of storytelling. And you see it come out even in things like Twilight, which was huge yeah. in, its, in its time. Yeah. And when you look at some of the actual behaviors of the characters, you know, Edward was stalking. He would let himself into her room while mm. she was asleep. He was very jealous, very possessive, and there was this idea that they were supposed to be together, but no one approved. Yeah, and there's that drama around it too. I remember thinking, remembering in a past relationship that that love, that fire, which now I look mm. back and see was unhealthy, toxic love, was love. Mm. You know You're... that there was when I he, you know, he would scream at me, and mm. we would have screaming mm. matches, and and I would be like, but we're fighting because you know. We love each and other and this passion. is what love is. Yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. passion and it's this. And actually, it's not. It's a, It's somewhere we've been told that that's a part of the story for love or the story for security or mm-hmm. the story. And then you have to strip it back and go, when I did, I said, well, if that's what love is, I don't want that yeah. version. I've got to go find a version mm. that's going to 
that's going to make me feel safe. And as much as you can say, Tara, when you bring up Twilight, as much as you can say, well, it's just a movie or it's it's just a book or it's just a story, and they are very good stories because as somebody who, when Twilight was massive, I was obsessed mm. with those books. Yeah, I, I adored those I. books. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey, and like there's so many of those. I love rom-com. Like, yes, yeah. so many of those stories um, that when you do take those, you know, strip back things, you go, wow, that is actually pretty messed up and pretty kind of disturbing. It, it, it does become so kind of deeply ingrained and that's what mm. um, this author is talking about in that, um, you know, through that 1800s of yeah. the romanticism and then through the 1900s, so many stories revolve around adultery because that mm. is like the worst possible thing that could ever happen. Mm. Like you finally find this person, this soulmate that you're supposed to be with and and previous to this idea of romanticism that, that kind of sex um, and love can be separate kind of things, that you can be in love with somebody but not want to have sex with them or want to have sex with somebody but not be in love with them. But then all of a sudden there's this kind of ideal that they have to go hand in hand and the person that I want to have sex with always has to be the person that I want to love. Mm. And it made me think so much about, I don't know, my own relationship and these little kind of games that you play with each other and the the way that you guilt each other. And there were so many things that... That are based off those types of things. Yes, that he was talking Mm. about that I'm like, oh my God, without without even realising it, you do so much because you are constantly striving for this perfect relationship. Yeah. You, I, I don't say things to my boyfriend because I'm like, well, stuff you. You should know. Should. You know, you should, should know. That's where this, exactly. this is the word. And I've said this to a lot of my friends in the past, should, should, should. Stop and Carrie says in Sex in the City, <laughs> we have to stop shooting all over ourselves. Like, but honestly, we do. Because what's the should? Because what is this marker that we're going from like what's this example that we're we're building well this the from? should is that i don't know that this one person that, that i believe that the dude that i'm with now is my soulmate that i shouldn't have to explain things that he should know me down yeah, to my core that i have stripped all that i am off in front of him and and completely bared, bared my soul to him that i shouldn't have to continue to remind him of things or mm. um and that's it's so important yeah, to remember you know Working on things like conflict resolution and good communication is a huge part of real life relationships, but it's not very romantic, is it? No, it's not at all, and it's it's very it's a, resolve the conflict like businessy than let it kind of yes. and storming out and all those other things we see in movies and and that like you said we saw long before Twilight. Twilight touches those buttons because those buttons are already there. Yeah, you know, like it comes from a very long history of this mm. particular idealized type of romance. But, yeah, it's very difficult to have that happen in real life. And if it does, it's usually fairly short-lived, fairly fiery and doesn't always end well. And to have to ask for things too, I think there's a bit of shame involved in that too sometimes Mm. where your person is your person and they should know what – they should know what you need or they should know that you're hurt and then because you're hurt you lash out. But I think, yeah, I think it it takes a lot to kind of – just speak up and let that mm. let that person, whether it's a I don't know a partner or a friend or a family member, know what what you actually need. But that can it can be daunting because you're told that that should just be expected without having to explain yourself. And it also makes you vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. It also makes you vulnerable, it's and hard. in real life, that's kind of scary. Yeah, it's yeah. necessary but mm. scary. Well, it's not the place you go to first. Mm. You know, you sit in the comfy spot. Mm. Um, which is uh, well, we're doing really well with the segways. Are we ever? <laughs> we never do this on our radio I know, show, Tara. I know <laughs> this is crazy. 
follow the Thinker Girls on Insta for all the thoughts you're thinking but not saying, just with a Valencia filter. Wait a second, I really like X-Pro 2 lately. I am all about Gingham now, big Gingham fan myself. Gingham. The Thinker Girls on Instagram. The vulnerability thing is definitely something that's come up for me um, about, you know, it sounds like a bit of a headline reclaiming your orgasm, but there's been so many different avenues that I've spoken about on this show about sex and relationships and how that works in relationships, but importantly how it works when you're not in one mm-hmm. and how and how you're able to feel about yourself, how you define yourself, how, you know, um, I guess society defines you. And at this stage, we've had a big conversation on the show this week that it pretty much is you're either a relationship type where you don't kind of sleep around and if you sleep around, you don't want a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, and then mm-hmm. it's like, well, how, how do you have both? And I used to do my head in so so badly about that and I think to the point where it stunted me from enjoying sex Mm. I would say well I simply just don't like long I just don't like casual sex relationships I can't do one night stands Mm. because I can't orgasm Mm -hmm. and so what's the point and all of a sudden I kind of woke up and went well I'm going to meet someone eventually that will happen might you know like it'll just be a time when it's a time and you meet different people and it might not necessarily meet be the big thing that you yeah. dreamt of or it yeah. might be little bits and pieces I've already met some amazing people that have taught me more about myself than I probably did in the, with the guy that I was with for eight years mm-hmm. do you know what I mean and and they've all been just funnily enough just as important yeah just because I had one big slab of a guy that I supposedly was going to marry doesn't mean that the guy I saw for three months or even had a one night sandwich that taught me oh I liked that that way Mm. (laughs) do you know what Mm. I mean Mm. it's all been a really big important thing but what I have realized is I don't know when those relationships or those real intimate moments or those intimate connections are going to happen and Mm. I'm not going to sit around not orgasm in the meantime. Yeah. So I, so I thought. That's so good. So I basically thought um, I would speak to somebody. Now I did nude yoga a, a year ago. I yeah, think probably. Now, yeah. And I, well, the one big thing that I got out of it was I couldn't believe the breathing and how much it all of a sudden felt very sensual, semi-sexual mm. when I was on my mat with all these naked women mm-hmm. uh, and everyone was breathing with no clothes on. Yeah. And I, I just didn't expect it, and mm-hmm. I was like, wow. And and I'm also a massive yogi. So in yin as well, sometimes when you've got holds for maybe five or ten minutes and you do these releases through breath, yeah. again, it doesn't feel orgasmic, but it, it does. there does start to be something there's that is There's a bit of a similar. crossover. Yeah. yeah, totally. So yeah. there was a friend of mine that said, look, there's this woman, she teaches kind of tantric. It's not tantric sex the way you think where it's 45,000 billion positions and you take a partner in and you learn how to wank a cucumber. Mm. She's like, it's not like that. Because <laughs> I'm interested like, in those classes well, too. Yeah, but it starts from somewhere early. Earlier. And yeah, that's the yeah. point, you know. So she said, go and see her. And I was like, I'd love to get her on the show. It'd be amazing to mm. be able to do some workshops with our listeners. And I spoke to her and straight up she said, look, let's not talk about work straight up. I think we've got some work to do here. Did she sense that before straight you'd even up, kind of said anything? Just in your what yeah. in your energy or yeah, what? Yeah. So we yeah. had a few sessions, which I'm not going to go into all the intricate details about, but just some real walls that I'd had with other men in my past, men that I, you know, weren't even sleeping with mm. and, and the ways that I guess I had idealized who deserved an orgasm Mm. and I'd Mm. idealized that this perfect girl deserved an orgasm this clean girl this girl that wasn't me the girl that doesn't isn't confrontational isn't opinionated and all of a sudden all of the things that I'd been preaching and worked through with my feminist path 
was right there sitting in front of me with my sexuality. What, so that you – is it almost that you didn't feel that you I deserved, deserved to, to yep. orgasm? That I was the the wow. dirtier girl or I was the girl that was a bit of a handful or and, – and, and those things I've worked through yep. in my personal life, yep. but I didn't realize it was also Extended linked to, that. to my sexuality. Yeah, wow. Wow. And but you know, it's even so new for women to think about how they – have the right to orgasm at all. Oh, yeah, you exactly. Know, I mean, it's, it's yeah. extraordinary. We're actually living in a time where this is a fairly new concept for yeah. most people, for, you know, unless they were really highly sexual women compared to the average woman. They, they, they weren't sort of thinking about that stuff and they just would be a little bit um, sad that they didn't enjoy sex more, but they wouldn't. But they got the over it. Yeah. yeah. To, to like touch themselves or to do the research or to, you know, get the mirror out in the 1960s. I mean, that was like Be, radical. Yeah. Out there. Look at themselves and go, wow, look, here I am. Yeah. They were really taught that was a bad, sinful thing to and do. And if you look at what where we've come from that time, it's not that far. Mm, no, you know, it's like not. it's really not far at all. I remember this all kind of sparked when, you know, I've spoken about this on the show, when a guy that I was sleeping with who was really lovely asked me what I wanted and I couldn't answer him. Asked me mm. what I want for dinner, asked me what I want for career, asked me how many kids I want, asked me anything else. But I couldn't tell him what I wanted sexually mm, in the bedroom. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I am so sure of so many things in my life. How do I not know the answer mm. as a woman? Was that, the, was that one of the first times? that you'd ever been asked? Yes. And do you think that's got a lot to do with yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, we shouldn't be waiting to be no, asked. No, I'm not no. waiting for a guy or a boss at a radio station to come up and say, you want a job, lady? I went and got it. Mm. You know, so why are we different with our sexuality? And so it's just been a very interesting process, one that I'm, I'm kind of still in. Um, and I'm actually trying out this jade egg at the moment, which I haven't actually put it in yet. But it's What like is this, it? Oh, my God. It's like this... I don't know, like almost like a, it looks like a... It's like um, a crystal? Is yeah. jade like a, a yeah, turquoise yeah, yeah. crystal, right? Yeah, and you're supposed to put it into kind of, I suppose, activate that area. It's almost like a weight in wow. there and ah. you insert it and it sits there just like it would a tampon or whatever Hang else. on all day. Well, no, you've does got to get the strength. Does it work your Kegel muscles? Yeah, it does that as well. Thing? It does that yeah. as well. But it also encourages you to level and ground yourself in ah, that area. Ah. So you start getting out of your head. I know that's where I was supposed to go with this, but it's taken a di- different turn. Where you're supposed to get out of your head and get into your body, i.e. your vagina. Mm. Like your mm. actual, you know, and then from there you might be thinking about your breasts or be thinking about other areas that you can discover are parts that allow you to know what you want. And mm. so it's all a bit of a process, but that's the part I'm up to at the moment. Have you tried it out? Not Have yet. You tried not it yet? yet, not yet. So that's what it's leading into. That's so oh, interesting. Yeah, it is exciting. It is. So I have done the work leading up to this point. I don't, I don't think you do need to read a bit about it and maybe do a bit of the emotional stuff before you jump straight into it. But you yeah. might be ready. You might be looking to experiment. Maybe that's it. But um, we'll put some information on our website. Um, mm. Tara O is the sexologist or I guess this um, the tantric worker that I'm working with. And and she's quite amazing and very very intelligent. But you know? even that. But even what the point that you said earlier that that people might not even be kind of across or um, yeah. or agree with in their own life that that so much of your your other issues that you might have been working with a therapist or be aware of that that absolutely transfer over to your sex life. Even that even that might be a really good opening point for people mm. to realise. Absolutely, realize. absolutely. Yeah, good. But one. Um, relationship to your body says a lot about your relationship to the world. 
and the, the life that you're living. It's true. And I didn't even think it was linked. So mm, it's um, really so cool. do some research in that if you have already not been thinking about it, you know. Um, and like I said, we'll put some stuff on our Facebook group. But Tara Moss, it's been an absolute delight and honour to have you yeah, on our truly. show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for this very interesting discussion. <laughs> I've got lots of things to go out and research now myself. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Tara's latest book, Speaking Out, a 21st Century Handbook for Women and Girls, has been released. Um, it's available in bookstores and online. We'll put the links on our site also. So thank you so much, Tara. Thanks for having me and good luck. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, luck Tara. You Bye. 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 Coming up next week on Thinker Girl, the podcast. Natasha Belling, you may know from Network 10. Our sense of community is fracturing and as a society, we've lost the importance of compassion and consideration for others. Were you eavesdropping on this conversation and want more? The girls are chitty chatting away on Facebook, Snapchat and Instagram. You can download more podcasts at thethinkergirls.com.au. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah.